test. Basically, I just take the piss out of you for a bit. Alright, oh, cool. And you kind of try and respond. I mean, you're still really thin, and your hair is silly. <laughs> <laughs> and your goatee looks like you've shaved it off a goat. Very good. And then stapled it to your face. Alright. Would you have me any other way? There's plenty of ways. <laughs> and there's so many ways I would change you. Okay. Whether for the better or not, I don't know. Why? I don't know. Does anything I generally do, like, annoy you, upset you? No, I just find you funny. And as long as that makes you happy, that's Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I did just create a wrestler where you had a penis on your bum. Exactly. Yeah. So this is actually the start. <laughs> <laughs> and we started. So, um, I don't even know what episode this is going to be anymore. Um, because I've done some special, done a bit of a special episode, which I think will be coming out this week. Um, which will be Sunday the, oh God, I can't remember now off the top of my head and we're on it. Never mind. <laughs> it's all, by the point this will be out, it'll be all in the past, <laughs> but maybe not. Okay. So we'll figure it all out. Um, my guest this week is a young man and he will always be a young man to me because when I met him, he was but a boy, the long Scouse wonder, <laughs> the enigma of human development. <laughs> it's a surprise, is even here. <laughs> Come on, then. The emaciated Jesus. <laughs> the black metal bumpkin himself. <laughs> I'm really trying, struggling to come up with names now. Mm. The death metal thing, but it's fine, <laughs> Tom. You alright, buddy? So, oh, don't don't try and act all cool now. <laughs> How are you I've doing? I've got to give you that amazing. <laughs> hey, I'm ill as fuck. Yeah, I am too. Let me. Don't look poorly at all. You just look like you've come out of the forest. Hmm. I mean, you've got a bit scabby I, I went, eyebrows. I went. Thanks. <laughs> I went. <laughs> Well done. Just pull up my psoriasis. Why not? That's brilliant. Well, you know. I mean, I did. I did go past the the national forest in Burn to get here. So on the train. Yes. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> you saw it. I saw it from a window. And then you forgot about it. Yeah. You didn't really take in the natural beauty of it. No, I was going too fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast, Tom. Um. So yeah, we've known each other for a, a while. A long time. A while. How long is a while? Six years? Yeah, a little bit longer than that, maybe. Six or seven, yeah. maybe. So, um, we know each other um, as a little uh, caveat to people who who aren't aware. Um, we know each other from the now pretty much defunct yes. <laughs> and dead Uh rugby metal scene which currently only has two bands that uh, that are doing anything and one of them is only because they live here <laughs> is that um, correct no both of them live here because um, obviously you've got Contra who are, who are doing very well and apologies if you hear sniffling occasionally that's me being all blocked up which is why my voice is a bit rubbish and you may occasionally 
hear me blowing my nose, <laughs> which is gross, but necessary. GBN. It's <laughs> a new phrase that we're keeping in the cafe. Ah. Gross, but necessary. Um, no, yeah, obviously, uh, Conjurer doing stuff, but wars are pretty oh, busy yeah. as well. Um, and that's about it, to be honest. <laughs> that, that's about it. There's nothing left here. No, it's about it that I know about. Um, but back when we were doing, there was a couple. Mm. Not that many, but there was a couple. Um, the first I knew of you being in a band, uh, and I think this is still on YouTube. Do you I think, sadly, it is. Can we can we name drop the? Uh, I think you can. Okay. I found it. I found. I think if, if you're thinking of the same thing, I found it the other day. Uh, of course, I'm thinking of betrayed dead. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I mean, it's. It, I mean, come on, it, it was rubbish, wasn't it? It was absolutely dog shite. But to be fair to you, you'd been playing bass for what two weeks at this point. Yes. Yeah. I knew how to play E. Fair. <laughs> that was fair. It. Fair. And there's a bit in it that I don't get. What Ollie does. Where he suddenly goes high pitched for no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's he even saying? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know what he was saying during all of it. And there was the. Um, I mean, essentially, the lyrics were a reworking of the words betrayed dead kings. <laughs> I'm glad you knew because I then didn't. It was dead kings betrayed. <laughs> kings that are dead have been betrayed. Something like <laughs> that. But it's rubbish and you should totally check it out. Um, because it's Definitely. it's really funny. Read the comment section as well. It's the best thing. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. It's absolutely the best thing ever. It is. It's 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 rather wonderful. I might even leave a link. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave a link in the uh, in the podcast episode, and uh, and you can check that out for yourself. What it would what it would be to be thirteen years old again. God, are you thirteen? I think I'm so. Like, yeah. How old was I? Uh, oh, old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. I'm not, but I feel old. Jesus Christ, this chest infection makes me feel like I'm about 90. <laughs> oh, pardon me, GBN. So, from the... I don't think I actually knew you when you were in that... Let's not call it band. That embarrassing video. Yeah. That um, thing that turned into another thing which equally wasn't any better. What did that turn into? Nightmare Demise. That turned into Nightmare Demise. <laughs> Oh, oh, Jordan. <laughs> My dad designed that logo. <laughs> Which one? The circular was, one. There was a few. Yeah, I just kept putting things in the middle. <laughs> oh. Took the skull out, put an iron cross in there. Oh, Put God. an iron eagle in there at one point as well. <laughs> you did just want to be motorhead, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. 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 I remember um, how many bands that... Um, Jordan had been through before Nightmare Demise. I didn't. <laughs> oh, there was a few. Um, I can't name them all off the top of my head. Um, I know there was one he called Black Crows, and then someone went, "You can't call your band Black Crows." As opposed to another coloured. There is a band called the Black Crows oh, who are okay. quite famous. Um, How many colours of crow can you get? Uh, there's shades Arctic crow. crows which have sort of a grey colour to them. Oh, okay. Um, Various shades of crow. Yeah, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Crow. <laughs> and various other fruit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, the f- first introduction, just as a little hmm. sidestep. Did I ever tell you how I got introduced to that man? No. 
um, it was in it was in sixth form, and I was helping uh, a buddy of mine with his with his A level music project, and they got Jordan in as a guitarist. And um, <laughs> they asked him, was like, oh, can you uh, can you tune the standard tuning? It's like, oh, I only tune to to C, to drop C. I was like, well, can you can you tune it back to standard tuning? And he went, oh, I can only really do it when I've got Guitar Pro in front of me. I was like, well, you know, the, I've got a tuner. Like, I can tune it for you if you want. He's like, oh, okay. And every single string was tuned to the same <laughs> pitch of C. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> every single string. <laughs> To the oh, same no. pitch. I was like, how, how the fuck did you do this? Impressive, but stupid. And and the strings haven't broken. Then. No, no. But that was on that um, that was on that really crappy Dean ML that he had. Oh. That he ended up trying to change the shape of. So he took a hacksaw to it, and cut Sand, the ends off. Sanded it off. Yeah. And then didn't refinish it. No. Just left these big like, satin, weird kind of. Cuts, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> in a guitar. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen anybody do to a guitar, though. I saw somebody once try to scallop the fret themselves, <laughs> and they went right down at the truss rod. Oh, well, that's a write-off. I'll I mean, tell you who that was off mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know him. Oh, very good. You know him. You know this long boy. Ah. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you should see the state of what I've done to one of my bases. So. What have you done? my very first bass that P bass copy I mean, right. it's, it's a work in progress at the moment it's meant to look warm <coughs> that's the idea but the the pit the pit guard's been spray spray painted black instead of buying one I've <coughs> just spray painted it yeah. and uh, it's got some nice it's got some nice Steve Harris pickups in it though um, does it still sound like shit though uh, yeah yeah uh, it needs it needs it needs a look at a, well, that's a, kind a, of the thing you go for isn't it <laughs> sounding like shit <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll let you have that, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it wasn't meant as a... Don't know, I thought Repulsive sounded alright. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get on to Repulsive in a minute. So obviously we went from um, Nightmare Demise mm-hmm. into... Oh, oh, oh. Obsessed by Cruelty. <laughs> you see, at the time, you would have lent into that with a lot of gusto. Yep. And now you're sat there going, I wish I'd never Fucking bothered. Hell. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. You were a kid. Why did I name a band after broken English Germans do, make, naming an album after really fucking shit broken English? Yeah, very true. Well, I mean, um, you named it because you thought it was brutal. Yes, and I really like that Sodom album. Yes, you do like that Sodom album a lot. Which, when we get to that section, we may or may not talk about. Mm. Yeah, because there's a, there is a list coming up, folks, but... Tom and I haven't seen each other since he pissed on my mo- on my rug, <laughs> and uh, I I just I felt I had to uh, to lean into that and let everybody on iTunes know that he did that, and I stood in it, and I was very cross with you, which is why no beer is consumed in today's cafe, uh, but it is coffee. I didn't know until the next day. In fairness, mate, by the end of that night, I was seeing three of you. <laughs> that was that was a that was a tough night. And I walked all the way home as you well. You did. You did. You absolute fool. Yeah. That must have taken forever. 
My dad didn't believe me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I walked all the way home. Don't remember walking home. Yeah, no, I've had nights like that though. Flashing lights from cars going past because they switch. Because in, in this town, they switch all the fucking lights off. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why they do that. It just makes it... Their excuse was brilliant. It was like, oh, it'll deter crime. No, the crime will move <laughs> to the... To the to bit the... where there is no lights. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's obscene. Absolutely obscene. <laughs> um, yeah, and they turn them off in the darkest part of the night. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, surely if it was a cost-cutting initiative, they would turn them off, or keep them off, until the darkest part of the night. And, and then... Pull them back up. Pull them back up. But, you know, Tories. <laughs> We're not a political podcast, but... Tories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, from... Uh, yeah, I mean, those those videos aren't on YouTube anymore, are they, though? Well... The, the uh, vlogs. Uh, uh, <clears throat> or are they? I may, I'm, there may be some... <laughs> there also may be some on that Facebook, but I did shut. The, I, I mean, I I closed the Facebook. Only recently. Uh, no, I closed it last year when I realised I was still getting like the weird, like little things on Facebook saying, "Oh, people haven't heard from you in a while." Oh yeah, like, I, I, yeah. You know why? Yeah. <laughs> so I I shut it down, but I can still look at stuff. <laughs> so there's all those videos full of songs that I recorded myself and we never played. Oh, not the songs. I'm one about the ones where you like farting around under a bridge and Connor's really little. Yeah, they're still there. Amazing. They're, they're still there. Amazing. I need to go and look for those. <laughs> Please do as well. I might give you access for this. <laughs> Please do. Send me the links. And I'm really, I promise I won't link them on iTunes. I will. Ask her personally. <laughs> yeah, ask me personally. Or message the page. It'll be fine. Yeah, um, so that kind of took us up to when the scene was probably in its busiest round here. Mm. And then the band got changed name. Yeah. And got a bit better. Yes, it did. And that was when um, Dan joined you for a little while. Yes. And uh, yeah, then you went out on your first run, first tour run. Yeah, yeah three days, three days on Monday. Yeah. That was, that, that was it. Yeah, it was. I remember putting on one of those shows last minute yeah. in Northampton when I was running promotions down there. Um, have you heard any of them, actually? I've only just noticed they've come back. Yeah. They've been yeah, gone they for ages. Released it. They released um, a new album. Um, self-released it, I think. It's mm. called Abandon- uh, Abandonment of the Self or something like that. Let's so just have a quick... I saw a load of, not cryptic stuff, but they can't start popping back up on, online again. Yeah, it's... Um, they're lovely guys, because um, they stayed at my house that night. Yes, they did. Um, they're really lovely, lovely blokes, um, but their new album's really boring. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, Abandon abandon of the Self. Uh, you know, Abandon of the abandon Self. Abandon of the Self. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Huh. Um, in French? Um, no. No, it's... okay. I think that is the, the translation. I see. Like the literal translation oh, cool. rather than the contextual translation. Um, I mean, they tried. <laughs> they are, and the last one's actually quite good, Meliora. So you should definitely check that yeah, out. They called their album Meliora before 
the more famous Meliora. Yeah, before I think it was uh, maybe 2012, 2011. It was out for a while. Yeah, we 20, did that, 2012. Didn't we? Um, so it came out about three years before mm. before Ghost released that Meliora. Mm. But oh, pardon me, like, I am such a sleepy hill mm. boy <laughs> <laughs> that this is um, yeah, this could end up being. A really intriguing episode because I must sound awful. <laughs> um, it certainly sounds awful in my head. Uh, anyway, where were we? Yes, he went out with with Aaron on there for a bit, and then that's not what was meant to happen. I was supposed to make a split sound, and it made a it made a crash. It did a, it well, did we can't, a we can't, we, even though we're segueing quite quickly, we can't forget some of the higher achievements like working with the Bolted. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So you played with the Bolted, yes. um, which was, that was pretty cool. I was there. That was a good show, yeah. And System Divide, and I think that was mm. before they split up. Did they split up? Yeah, that, I think that was the last, the, one of the last things they ever did. Well, that run together. Yeah. Um, and Discarnate? Yes. Were they on that show? Yes, they were. And a crane, uh, cr- a crania. Uh, Deathcore slam political. Politicore! Ah, that's what they called it. Oh. Politicore. How, how intriguing. Um, something I don't think I'll check out. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't even think I'll watch them, to be honest. I'll watch them from the back. I mean, there weren't that many people in at that point. Hmm. It got a bit busier later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the vault was a bit hit and miss, depending on... Depending on the show. Depending on the show, yeah. Like, you saw all that, the ashes <coughs> and stuff, and it came up on my Facebook, actually, when I helped out at Berry Tomorrow, and I was very yeah. surprised of how busy that was. Yeah, I wasn't surprised that that sold out, actually, I think, mm. didn't it, Berry Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, Berry Tomorrow sold out. Um, Skindred sold out. That, which was a, was that was a good show. Going to, it was always good. Yeah, well, it was Skindred in a, what, 250 cap yeah. venue? Of course it was going to sell out. That was a very sweaty mess, that was. It would be. Um, what else actually sold out there? Fozzy sold out there, mm, I think. Fozzy Drowning Pool. Well, <laughs> I mean, no accounting for taste, but... Well, let's. everyone was only there for the one song, really, weren't they? Everyone was there to see Chris Jericho and hear Bodies. Yeah. And it's not even the singer who sang Bodies. So I'm pretty no, sure that wasn't. guy died, didn't mm, he? It did. He did. Yeah. Did you say it did? I think I did. It's some kind of robot. <laughs> it, it did. Some robot drowning pool singer. He, he did indeed. Yeah, he did. He did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah he died. Um, which is quite sad. And then my friend met Chris Jericho in Asda afterwards when he was getting food. Huh. <laughs> yeah, which was which was quite cool. Um, I didn't meet Chris Jericho. Aww. And I was very sad. Because um, I like him. However, his band are rubbish. He's <laughs> um, paying for meeting groups. Yeah, he um he offers out like these weird VIP packages, yeah. like, and they do uh they do like a special set for the people who pay for the VM VIP meet and greets beforehand of the songs they're not gonna play huh. on the main set that night. It's funny because I don't know any of them. So I I mean sandpaper I think is the only one I think I remember, and that has the oh. best the best green screen. Uh, music video I think yeah, I've with, ever seen from a with, band that could afford to do a decent job uh, they couldn't at that time really uh, yeah because I mean they, they weren't getting a lot from the label and they're going through um, 
from what I understand at the moment, there's an issue with one of their albums that they're contesting with a record label that it was released on. Ah. And while Chris Jericho is personally worth a fair chunk yeah. of dollar dollar, um, I don't think he would use it all to no. for Fuzzy because there's no guarantee. Ooh, pardon me. There's no guarantee of a return. Ah. I'm not tired because I'm bored. I'm tired because I'm ill. <laughs> so this is just one of those that, you know, it's, it's not good when the host is ill. You, I have to talk for it. You did and... say before we started that you were desperate for a guest, so you asked me. <laughs> desperate for a what? Desperate for a guest, so you asked me. Oh, yeah, I was. Um, well, I mean, I was that desperate. I asked you like a month and a half ago. <laughs> so, you know. That shows how desperate I am. <laughs> I've got guests coming out of places. Um, Phone book. Yeah, yeah, all of my friends, my three friends. Uh, um, but yeah, so you did that. Oh, I'm trying to think now, just as a. I'm, I'm reminiscing on that rugby scene, because the Malthus show that we did was alright. Mm, it um, was. Sort of well, it wasn't a sellout, but it did okay. Yeah. Um, Silosis didn't sell out there. Did I play twice? Or was that before I played with you guys? That was before I played with you guys, wasn't it? You had someone else playing bass. Or was it it Replicant that did Malifus? Or was it Tear of Eden? No, Tear did Malifus. I don't think I did Malifus. I did a double duty on one of the shows, because I remember the pictures from it. All I changed was my shirt. Um, I remember doing a double duty on... I think me and Dan both did a double duty on one rugby show. I think it was the Malifus show. Was it? Hmm. Yeah, because it was final chapter we're playing as well. Yeah. And um, one for destruction from Norwich were there. I think I can't remember. I'll have to go back and have a look at yeah. the um, have a look at the old post arena. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's when we had Jamie playing bass yeah. for us. Um Yeah, so there was there was that. That did okay. I can't remember now about the show because I mean I There was one where I was in, Oh I wasn't there every was weekend. It, was it um What was that charity one that we got that loads that was, of them played? That was, that, one, that was the one that you did double duty for. Yeah. And we only had like twenty minutes. Yeah. I think yeah. we, we only had like 20 minutes as well. Yeah, I think everyone only had like 15, 20 minutes. Because yeah. um, like it was like a 10-act 10 10 act bill. Yeah, it was loads. Something like that. It was crazy. Um, I'm just trying to pull up that poster now. That's that's intrigued me. Um, there were some good shows. It just It's just the wrong place. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Malfus because Dan wasn't playing for us at the time. And Jan wasn't playing on the kit. It was the, it was two was drum Jacob. two drummers before, Jan. Jacob. No, it was uh, Josh. It was before, yeah. It was before, it was before you were before Jacob. Yeah, it was, jazz drummer. Playing yeah, you, you were on that. Yeah, yeah, you went on. We at, did we did metal to the masses the night after. Yeah, you went on after, um, TFC. Yeah. Yeah, because they opened. I remember something about that now. No, that was a different show entirely because I was in America when all that kicked off. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Re- that's reminded me. Yeah, I was in America when all that kicked <laughs> off. But, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, I remember Ooh, that. 
We'll just we'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was hilarious. It was it was it was an ego. Mm. It was one one particular ego, which which caused the the, the one particular ego to apologise to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Resulted in some bannings and then some apologies. Indeed. Public apologies. Indeed. indeed. Um, but there were a few bands kind of around the scene at yeah. the time. I mean, who was there? There was. I think because uh, 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 Replicant kicked on for a bit after yeah. I after I left. Um, old with, um, Old Rosie was about yeah they they covers, were, but Rosie were a covers band. Yeah. Um, not sort of. I not, think I think Terrace One were in early stages, but they they didn't were a kick little, in. Yeah, they, they were a little later. They kind of came in towards the uh, the very end of everything. The, yeah, the very end. At that end. point, I wasn't even living here anymore. Yeah, so. and yeah, um, and then there was uh, Arceus. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, there was Save the Heavens. That's a lot of bands I'm starting to remember. Do you remember Save the Heavens? I do remember Save the Heavens. Um, I remember Save the Heavens. Uh, who else was there? Uh, there was... Oh, God. I can't remember. <laughs> there was a few. There was a, there was a few uh, interesting bands. Oh, uh, there was obviously... Um... I can't even remember what they were called now. Tim's band. Black Ending. Black Ending, yeah. yeah. Which Sabbath? <laughs> what? Which Sabbath? Oh, mate. It was all oh, about... and uh, your personal favourite. It was all about Sharktopus. Yeah, Sharktopus. Maybe yeah. by the US government to, to kill you. Tim made up the lyrics on the spot. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I really wish I'd recorded that because I was crying with laughter. There's still some black ending footage on you. Not of Sharktopus. Not of that one. Not of Sharktopus. Of, of which Sabbath? And of... Um, I can't remember the other songs now. No, I can't. I'll have to get Tim. It was filmed in Coventry, wasn't it? Yeah, um, by Will Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I still see him every year at Bloodstock so far. The past three years. Yeah, he goes to, he goes to, he does the festival rounds. Mm. He does indeed do the festival rounds. Although, because it's a yearly thing, we look at each other and go, it takes like five seconds to click and then we're like, oh, hi. Yeah, I, I haven't been to a festival since... No, I went. I went to Arctangent in 2016, mm. um, and 2000 Trees. But I didn't go to one last year, and I'm not going to a festival this year. Uh, happy Gates, mate. I've seen him a bunch of times. New album, man. New lineup is kind of. Yeah, I, I they'll they'll be over for, they'll be over for a tour mm. at some point. Even if it was the last time they were over for a tour, because we went to it, didn't we? Was it me? Uh, No, no, I was in Thailand. Oh, it was me and Dan that went. Yeah, you and Dan went. That was when they were out with Triptychon and Code Orange. Ah, yes, Code Orange. Yeah, um, I yeah, I don't get it. No, never do I. I didn't get get it then, and I I like I like the last one. Um, the new one, I don't get. Uh, it's it's fine, but I don't get it. I, I don't get the hype. Angry, angry music. Ah, yeah. I mean, give me angry music, man. Like, I'm massively into Godmother, who were wicked um, Swedish... Uh, ah, Sweden. Swedish hardcore band. They're fucking wicked. Um, they, I saw them in a tiny cafe in Stockholm. 
um, when I went over to Stockholm to see Cult of Luna, they were playing the night before, and and I went down and they were fucking wicked. Handpicked by the Dillinger Escape Plan to do some of the last shows that the Dillinger Escape Plan ever played. Sweden's full of that stuff. Yeah. This fear that like Tom from Out the Gates is other band. Yeah. Like they're brilliant. This like old hardcore punk, but with him singing, it's brilliant. Absolutely. Excellent. I'll have to I'll have to show you some Godmother when we get off. Right. Like, but yeah, the oh it's so good. Um, um, what was I about? Yeah, but when it came to when it came to Forever, I was a bit like, meh, mm. meh. You know, I'd be like. I've got Converge for that, yeah. you know. I'd rather listen to Converge. Um, a lot of segues in this chat. There is. <laughs> this is kind of the best thing about it because it's a chat yeah. rather than it's like an interview. It's not because, scripted. It's yeah, it's not. Off the com- cuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I always prefer my chats to be like that, really. Um, I mean, this podcast was kind of inspired a little bit by more scripted podcasts, mm-hmm. I guess, or ones with very rigid structures but listening to things like Scroobius Pip's podcast he always has more of a long conversation um, and there's a really cool thing they do on Radio 4 darling oh, Radio, yes. ha, ha, hell yes. <laughs> Radio, Radio 4 darling um, um, that um, it's called The Listening Project and it's just two people having a conversation um, and it could be like you know two neighbours having a conversation about something yeah. and it's just nice to sit and talk because I yeah. think people just don't talk anymore it seems more it comes across as more genuine <laughs> yeah it does it does um, but yeah we'll, we'll try and like keep steering it back mm. every now and again because it you know there's got to be some semblance of a format yes <laughs> um, so um, Lazarine kind of um, died hit it out after that last show with Separation that I put on in the Alex I remember that show Ooh, was that when they had the um, the sound the decibel meter which only cut out on one band that whole show was very lucky that's cool and they've still got it now they've still got the sound they've still got the sound well, that's because the old folks home across yes. the road the, so the entire surrounding area just yeah. complained about them I haven't been to the Alex in apparently it's not the same it's oh, I've been they've done it up, but it does you're not getting much rock and metal anymore. No, you're I a very uh, contemporary crowd, I guess. I, I I haven't been in. When did I last go in there? The Alex for people who don't know is a place called the Alexander Arms in Rugby, where we both live. I'm not from here, um, but I live here. If the accent didn't give it away. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it used to be kind of the hub for the the alternative scene. Yeah. In in rugby, I mean, it was a bit of the alternative that, scene and the old men. Yes. Now, yeah. it's, now it's still the old men. Still the old men um, and people who are holding on to the place. Normies. Normies. <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? I mean, it was bought out by people who ran another pub. Yeah. For for normies, and there's not really anywhere for. No. Not, the not crowd to. Cool. And I, and I, I think the courthouse is doing well every every so often. Like, like well, I mean, they, they open it and then they shut it down again. Apparently, this has been quite consistent from what I've heard. Well, the courthouse used to be, I don't know, I think it used it's, to be the place to I, go. I think it's trying to just hang on to former glories, to be honest. Yeah. 
Um, there's, there's, no, there's not really anything left to... No, the scene's dead as yeah. fuck, mate. I mean, it started when O'Hagan's closed down, and mm. that was well before even really I was old enough to go out and drink. I mean, Dragon Force played in rugby at O'Hagan's, mm. and then it came back very briefly with a vault, and, well, we all know what happened there. Yes. You know, I mean, there's rumour and innuendo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you're a bit more clued up into the actual everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a vague idea, um, but it's a shame, you know. That I think sad. I think it's over ambition. I think was mm. more anything else. It was out. The of, thought was there, but yes. realistically, yeah, there's got to be a bit of realism yeah. in there at some point. But anywho, yes. So um, I think you kind of were the last staple because Tia had gone. Yeah, they yeah. Um, had TFC gone at that point? They they weren't doing anything uh, that I remember. Was that before the other band started? Because Brady... Uh, what, you mean... Because uh, Brady moved on to... Um, well, Brady was doing uh, both TFC and that pop-punk band whose oh, name escapes uh, me for a while. Dead Frequency. Yeah, Dead Frequency for a while. Um, and then... Um, Chugaboom was born. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, oh, you're in for a treat. I, I definitely don't know what that is. You're in for a treat, mate. Well, well, um, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you off off mic. I'll show you. I think. Um... But I mean, that was when the person who created that uh, moved away, anyway. So oh. there's nothing really. I think at the time in the background. To the last few bits of Lazarine things, Dan was scaling some Conjurer ideas. I think that Dan was always working they, on stuff, but I don't think. But I it th- was not. It wasn't aimed at it, where it is now. I don't even think it was aimed at Conjurer at all. No, I think it, it was just. It was just writing stuff. I remember, the um, what was the sing? What's the single for the 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 new album? Uh, Maya. Um, or Wretch. Wretch. Yeah. I remember that riff. Yeah. And him showing me like a guitar pro just that riff. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it, but now I've totally forgotten about it. Now that's come out. I'm yeah. like, I don't fucking remember that. Yeah. Like just just that riff. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was that riff. The, the uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because one. it's got the the D beats in, and we now all know how I feel about D beats. You do love a D beat. Oh, I love D beats. The best thing in the world. <laughs> D beats. D beats followed D. by blast beats, followed by more D beats, and and then maybe a slow bit, but not too slow. Not too slow. Everyone's just, got to be a million. Just, just a little slow. Everyone, everything has to be a million miles an hour. Yeah, which I mean, that's pretty much all of your list. <laughs> we'll, we'll get onto that in a bit. So from there, mm-hmm. I mean, you went to uni anyway. Yeah. Um, and obviously Connor, who was also in Lazarino, was going to uni. Yeah. At the same time. He was going a year after me. The year after. I've been there for five years. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Aye. Yep. Um, but you're done now. Yes. You can start paying tax, mate. It's going to be uh, wicked. And council tax. Oh, uh, it's all part of my rent anyway, so. Oh, you lucky git. So, anyway. All my bills. <laughs> oh, God. Look at you. 
been unmarried and an adult and yeah. paying bills. Um, having a cat. And having a cat. <laughs> Smelly cat. Yes. No, cats are all right. They're just not dogs. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, from while you were in there, mm-hmm. you were doing a band that you actually really liked? Uh, repulsive. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it was about a year after... The first being yeah. the first, but I mean, you'd you'd met Vash before. I met him. I met him online. You see, he asked me. Um, he sent me a message saying, "What's the university like?" And I told him up front. Yeah. And then we got talking about what the Swedish death metal essentially, and he started sending me stuff with HM twos on, and I wanted to do a new band more like that, go even more old school because at the yeah. end of the last band, it was getting very. Um, not technical, but very modern. Yeah. Like, we all liked Black Dahlia and Aborted, and yeah. we definitely took a lot out of that. Well, at least when Dan's songwriting came in and influenced yeah. Connor, like, they definitely had the, uh, that kind of chops, and I've always liked old school things a bit more. Yeah. Nothing against that stuff. I love that stuff too, but... Um, so, when Vash eventually arrived to Derby to do university we got together and he started showing me riffs and some finished material. So, um, <coughs> it went from there. It was just the two of us with a drum sampler. I did the first logo and then we got Sean from Lichgate yeah. to play with us. Um, and then, um, we got Steven in, uh, who's in some bands, I'm not contractually allowed to say which band he's in. Well, he's not contractually allowed to say which band he's in. Can I mouth it and you can nod? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Right, I've one. got it, yeah. Um, and Elliot from uh, Hecate and Friend. And that was the lineup that we had for <coughs> two, two and a half years, something like that. Yeah. We got to do a lot of fun things. We released an EP. We had stuff ready for ish, ready for full length, but um, that band's now defunct. Uh, just because of distance, everyone lives everywhere. Stephen lived in, lives in Round Leeds area. Yeah. Sean has moved to back to Newcastle or to Newcastle. Um, Vash and Elliot back in London. I'm still in Derby, so it just doesn't work. It's more costly yeah. to get together than anything else. But we had loads of great shows. Yeah. Um, we supported Hate from Poland. Uh, dead congregation from Greece. A lot of the uh, cult, uh, death metal and black metal bands. Cult with a K and a V. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of fun with that, and I, I still think that some of the songwriting, the the title track to the EP, is my full songwriting credit, and I think that's the best song I've ever written. It just sounds like at the gates, and is that EP still available? It is still available. You can still pick it up on the band's Bandcamp. Uh, which which is, is... Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's repulsivedeathmetal.bandcamp.com So if that sounds like your shtick, is it up for a small sum of money? Uh, or is it up there for the very, very fair price of free? <laughs> um, I think it's... Um, it's up for a really small price. I can't remember the price off the top of my head, but um, you can get the demo with it for free as well. We just did we did it at the end. We did a run of tapes that we yeah. still have, um, where if you like tapes and that sort of thing. Um, That's really come back now, cassette. 
you can weirdly you can get the full EP and the demo on each like one side each oh, so okay. um, that's a pretty cool idea that, that we did that through Blackwood Productions um, just to have something to send off on yeah. when we made the decision that it was that, that was it we'll do the last few shows and sell this stuff off yeah um, but we still got a few of them so you can contact us directly through Facebook and whoever still has the stock which I think I've got some of them um, we can send them out to you so if you're into cassette if your car still has a tape deck <laughs> and you want to blast some if you like old school if, style if, death metal if you really like bloodbath then just listen to us or listen to Bloodbath. Or no, listen to Bloodbath. That's I'm fine. Yeah. Um, so that was this year, or was it the end of last year? Yeah. Uh, we we did our last show in February. In February. Yeah. Of this year. Yes. Okay. So it's all now come to an end and closed. Mm-hmm. But mm. your um, four-string expedition. I don't know, mate. I'm ill. I can't <laughs> come up with words. Um, isn't over because you're doing another thing. I do have a new band, yes. And they are called Devastator. Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. Um, right. And what is Devastator's shtick? Uh, going kind of back to, in a way, going back to the three piece stuff I did when I was younger so like a kind of a black and thrash thing Um, but obviously a bit more mature because the people I've got in and myself we can play now Um, and it's got some hints of like um, I was going to say if there was a for fans of imagine your CDs in HMV um, for fans of X, X and X or like Aura Noir um, Early Destruction Sodom um but from the like the black metal side, like the early Dark Throne stuff, like post Soul Side Journey stuff, the the peaceful classic uh, ones, yeah, um, and then maybe a little bit of the uh, even the the black and roll stuff we got in there as well. Um, but then there's some stuff that can come across as really atmospheric, slow, like uh, DSBM kind of, yeah. Um, stuff. We just people kind of who don't know what DSBM is, it means depressive suicidal blackmail, and it is as cheery as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing any of the uh, the seagull calls though. No, none of the uh, none of the ghost bath. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. A blood story. Yeah, you've never seen a sea of people get woken up by the sound of like. Yeah, I was. Seagulls. I did. I did kind of want to see. I did kind of want to go to see ghost bath. Because I really like Moon Lover, I think. They were the wicked. ongoing joke for the rest of the weekend. I, I, In the dead of the night, of one person <laughs> and what across one campsite goes, ah! And the rest of them are all doing it. It's, um, it's hilarious. Um, they, uh, their latest album was garbage. I didn't actually listen to Star it. Star Mourner is mm. awful. Um, but, I mean, yeah, so is it more like... Because with DSBM, um, I, I think that obviously you've got fucking... Apologies for the fucking. I'm just. I, I say it when I need to think of something. I haven't really sworn much this episode. That was the first time. If, if I think I know where you're going, it's like the more shining side than it is. Well, the I think I think the thing is raw with them, side. I th- yeah, I mean, I don't even class shining as DSBM. Um, it despite the lyrical content, I think because the production's so mm. on, um, and I think because Kvarforth is quite 
caricature. Yeah. Oh, he's very caricature, yeah. isn't he? I mean, he's he's he is shining without mm. Kvarthoff. Nothing. Well, I think they've looking at footage. They've replaced another member now as well. Oh like, well, it's always just been Kvarthoff, really. Yeah. Um, but you can. It's an odd one because I mean there are those like really. True, true. Yeah. Using air quotes. <laughs> true um, with a V. Yeah, DSBM. It's like to me are those weird, like hermit one men silencer yeah people with pigs for hands yeah <laughs> pigs Who, hooves yeah <laughs> god yeah um stalag yeah uh, yeah dying you know. dying light um silencer nocturnal depression i've seen nocturnal depression i thought they were excellent it's kind of with a hoof thread it's just a genuine birth defect oh i thought it was prosthetic um, it's it's actually real. It was silent. It was the guy who chopped his own hands off and replaced him with pigs. That's the that's the rumor. Uh, it's not confirmed. Like I think it's a bit weird. That that's not a thing. Like surely, how does he play? How does he? How would he be able to play anything? Apparently, he just does vocals. Huh. I I I don't believe it. But that's that's. I physic. I actually saw Nocturnal Depression play, so I know he plays. I mean, all he can play is power chords. Yeah. Bit, and Stalag is the one where they, instead of writing lyrics or doing vocals, they recorded it in a mental asylum. Oh yeah, I think Dan talked. Dan showed me that actually. Yeah, it was Phil who showed me Stalag. Um, I think they got in. I'm pretty sure it was Stalag. Got in a lot of trouble for. <laughs> who um, uh, got into trouble not only for that, but for sending their album out with razors in the case. Ah. <laughs> I mean, didn't, didn't Kvarthoff like just hand them out to the audience? He got told yeah, to stop doing that. Yeah, he well, Kvarthoff, um up until seven was still doing all of that kind of stuff. He's not allowed to do it anymore, is he? No, He's not well, allowed to do a lot of he things. He wasn't allowed to do it when he signed a deal with Spine Farm, and that was that was the first time. Yeah. So it was on um, Ford Ferrari. Uh, I I'm, I know I'm not saying that correctly. But um, it was on. It was on seven that he yeah. he was still doing it on Klagopsama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. and there was a period in there where he faked his own death. Oh well. yeah, and he, he, ghoul. Ghoul. Yeah, he came back. He came back in. as ghoul, and then revealed himself as his. Oh, I'm I'm back, guys. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's the rumor as well um, that he ran. He wrote, um, angst and the eerie cold on the run from the police. <laughs> What was he on a run from? Uh, manslaughter. Oh, <laughs> that was that. That's the rumor. I'm not entirely sure. If what it's... is it with all the bold ones that do the killing? He's, <laughs> yeah, he's an odd human being. Met him. He's a lovely bloke. He was lovely to me. Terrifying though, probably. You don't um, know which one you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of it. I didn't really know whether to go and say hello or not. But he was at the merch table, so I'm guessing he was approachable. Yeah. But but yeah, he's he'll lunge over the table and smack you up and then make you buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah, well he did nearly um on that tour because when I saw them um they the were main, yeah they were main support the Watain and um they lost a guitarist through illness on that tour mm. um but the first night in London um somebody in the crowd tried to grab his balls oh. and <laughs> he went backstage and got a big knife. Jesus Christ! And chased this guy out of the out of the venue with a with a massive knife. 
There's another yeah. story which I've been told by um, a live player in a an extreme metal band from the UK. Uh-huh. I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. when they were recording their album, um, Kamalforth did some guest vocals on oh, it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And um, the the recording practices of Nicholas Kamalforth are specialist. <laughs> and his requests are odd. Odd. Just a bit, yeah. Have I told you that story? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to know more, message the podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that's more your thing. You're doing the yeah. black and roll. Not the DSBM, but the... No, like, black and roll, the kind of black thrash, and there's a little bit of death metal in there. Yeah. Um, but after doing death metal for a, a long time, I kind of wanted to move away from it a little yeah. bit after Repulsive decided to call it quits I thought well I could try something else this was actually in the background Yeah. so when Repulsive decided to call it quits I said to the guys who were with me in this like I'm going to have a lot more time freed up to yeah. to do this properly so and it, within a few weeks we'd have we have like more than half of the songs that we've got now currently Yeah. so we, we did it really really quick um, they're not rush songs either. It's just a lot of inspiration, yeah, and so creativity. Have you played any shows yet? Yeah, we have booked uh, any more. We've got. I've got one officially booked. As in, there's others in talks, but they're not confirmed yet. So I'm okay. So when's the confirmed one? Uh, July twenty seventh, at uh, the Comedian in Nottingham. July the twenty seventh. I will have a quick look on my calendar. To see what day that is. July the 27th is a Friday night. Yes. At the Chameleon in Nottingham. Um, I might come. Supporting Forgotten Remains. Played, uh, oh, I've heard of them. Played Bloodstock. I've heard of them. Um, I might come. Oh, might okay. being the operative word. Okay. I might not. <laughs> because it would be coming straight after work. Yes. Um, All the a, way to Nottingham. On a Friday I once went to a gig in Nottingham on a Friday after work and um, you know the road between the M6 yeah. and the roundabout to go to Lutterworth? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, I was stuck there for an hour. Oh. <laughs> that, what is it, three quarters of a mile? Yeah. Something like that, whatever it is. I'm not nothing entirely, really, is it? Yeah, <laughs> not entirely sure how long that distance is, but it's stuck there for an hour. Ooh. Yeah. So it's... 62 threes. Whether I'll get there or not, I, I, I will put it in my calendar and I may come uh, and take pictures. Because, oh yes, plug photography. Woohoo! Woo. Um, yeah, so if you go onto Facebook and search for Kevin Ashburn Photography, I have to do it with a silly voice because my name is silly. Um, you will see some of my silly habit shot. I'm uh, not habit. Hobbit, Hobbit. <laughs> Fucking hell! I just need, I need sleep. Um, some of my hobby photography, if that's what you're into. Um, but I also do some live shots. Um, I'm putting up uh, a new, a new album up there at the moment. Uh, it will be up by the time this is out, so you can go and check that out. That was from, um, the Bank Holiday Grunge Day event in Birmingham with. Um, previous podcast guest uh, Matt Enter's band Shebrew and Killer Bob, um, they're going up there. I've got some uh, some Conjurer shots up there as well. 
Um, so yeah, just go and check them out if you want. And if not, then no harm, no foul. And if you think I'm a cunt, that's fine. If you think they're shit, that's fine. Just be nice about it. Just, you know, don't hurt me feelings. Just say they're not very good. Or I don't like them, but good on you for having a hobby. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's the swear count up to maybe three now. Yeah. yeah. So I might have to start a swear jar because cafes don't usually, they're, they're not, they don't allow swearing. It's like libraries. Imagine if you edited it all with bleeps. Oh. You'd be there for a while, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would be there for a while. But, you know, we're adults here, so it's fine. <laughs> um, right, I think that is a pretty good pretty good into. Mm. Um, and we can actually get into your list. Segway. Um, yeah, segway. Um, this is the part of the show where if you've listened to it before, it's called Let's Talk About Some Albums, Then Get the Fuck Out of My Arse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, think, I think it'll stick but that's that's a good section it's, it's been called that since episode one <laughs> nice to know you've been listening mate um, so Tom's Tom's a bass player um, if that's not already been made evident um, from this chat and Tom 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 master of the universe Tom uh, no <laughs> Tom sounds like I'm from Boston Tom <laughs> Tom and his bass. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it's bridge into Australia. Bridge into Australia. Oh, sorry, Sophie. <laughs> uh, so many jokes I could make, but I'm not going to. Off mic, I might. Um, <laughs> awkward. Um, right, no. So, huh. straight face. Um, one of Tom's early influences, and I'm saying this as if he's not even here anymore, I'm saying it as if I'm just talking to myself. Um, I mean, let's just talk about quickly before mm-hmm. we go into your actual albums because you haven't actually picked an album by, <laughs> by the man who got you into playing bass, which no. was obviously Lemmy from Motorhead. So I was really surprised that there was no Motorhead. There's a simple answer to that. I cannot decide on one. You couldn't decide no, on one? because I could pick one of the early ones where his, his bass playing is a little bit more intricate than the stuff that wound up coming out two fouls and onwards. Yeah. Um, which is all grand for, for on parole and motor red. Um, his bass playing is absolutely excellent. On it. But at the same time, I, I have a certain thing that I love about every single album and I couldn't actually pick one. So I decided to not put them on. It doesn't mean I'm not influenced by it because I'm playing a lot of chords now. Yeah. But, well, that and Lenny was always your main influence. Yeah. Your direct influence. From I mean, tone to style, well, at least when I started playing. Yeah. And then I realised that it's actually quite difficult to play cleanly that style. Yeah. Um, but even microphone position and yeah. the way of approaching a vocal. Um, and in some ways, approaching a lyric, writing a lyric, um, yeah. even though I'd never, ever, ever, ever come as close to writing such wonderful poetry. Uh, that my red have um, or had, but I didn't. I didn't put my red on there because killed by death. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't decide. Um, that's literally the answer to, to why they're not on there. But um, 
everything's great. Listen to it all. It's brilliant. I mean, there's 21. Yes. 21? 22. 22. Maybe, yeah. 22. What was the last one? The very last one. Bad Magic. Yes. Because the world is yours. The world is yours was, was two, 20. Was the 20. Yeah. The world is yours was... No, I think the world is yours was 21. Because Motorizer was 20. I think. Right. Uh, and then after that was Aftershock. Yes. Yeah. That was the one with the song with the video with the dancing skeletons. No, that was um, that was the latest. It was one. not bad magic. That was uh, electricity, which is electricity. The one song I can comment on <laughs> uh, that when that single came out, I was actually annoyed. Yeah, I remember you weren't keen because the riff, the opening riff, is the exact same riff to the last song, not the last song on Inferno, the song before the last song on Inferno, Smile Like a Killer. It is that exact same riff. It, it is no different. Even the tone of the guitar sounds the same. It's like it's been cut out and put onto there. The rest of it's fine. But that that just one opening riff, I was, I was like, am I listening to the wrong album? In fairness, he probably forgot. Yeah. Well, it was a while yeah. ago and he took a lot of speed. Yes. <laughs> he drank a lot of Jack. You can forgive Lemmy yeah. for copying himself once in 20 years. Well, in some, pe- in some people's opinion, he copied himself a lot. Well, he did, yeah. <laughs> like, he did. I mean, like, he was very much a part of that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it, it ain't crowd. broken, if it's in E, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to segue very nicely into mm. our first album on the list, which is um, which is Slayer. Hello, it's. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, Tom <laughs> actually sent me a list of 10, and I've narrowed it down to five, and Tom doesn't know which five I picked. No. Um, because there was a lot, mate, and yes, um, and you're not going to listen to ten albums that I give you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, because my tolerance for old school death metal and stuff has it has a time frame, <laughs> and it's uh, my patience is very short. It's with not. It. It's not ten albums worth. It, no, I mean if you look two. at <laughs> yeah, if you look at my you know record collection to your like my vinyl collection to your right. I did have a bit of a poke whilst you were making uh, coffee. We 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 won't have many crossover. No. Anathema. <laughs> do you have the Anathema records? The I don't actually I don't own any Anathema records, but I do. I did like the last one. The last one. I uh, the Optimist. The one with the car on the front. Yep, yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um, I know somebody who thought it was shit, and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's really good. Um, but he's an idiot anyway. Okay, don't do um, <laughs> Yeah, but well, again, more about them mm. off mic. Um, so, yeah, so the, the album, the Slayer album you picked is Hell mm-hmm. which is their second album. Yes. Um, and obviously, this comes a couple of years, or the year after Show No Mercy. 85, I want to say. So I have a feeling it's maybe... Shona Mercy came out 83? 83, so it's, it's like two years, yeah. maybe. Um, I could be completely wrong, and someone yeah. will write a comment saying you're absolutely wrong, but... Yeah, because I think Hello Waits is where they started... Get their sound. Yeah, that's that, when they started to get extreme, like, from that time. Shona Mercy had the, the heavy metal, it still had a lot of new wave of British heavy metal yeah. vibe to it, Um Hello Waits was pure aggression. Like they, it was. It, they stepped up a lot with the songwriting, um, in my opinion. Although I love Shona Mercy just because it sound, it, just because it's a, it sounds like a classic metal, yeah, sort of album, which is great, especially if you're a fan of that sort of thing. But Hello Waits for me, 
hard. Even the, it, it's the only Slayer album with audible bass. <laughs> Um, yeah, fair. which is which, which is, is good, and it's got yeah. all, a lot of my favourite songs on it as the title track. Yeah, um, necro necrophiliac, um, hardening the arteries. The whole album's brilliant, from the first to the to first to the last track. From the moment the the backwards voices start in Hello Waits, and then the drums, Dave Lombardo's uh, kind of primal beat kicks in. It ends in hardening the arteries exactly like that. From yeah. front to back, um, so it kind of it's one of those albums that makes it feel like it comes full circle because yeah. there's nothing worse than an album that one. And I know there's a few people that might, well, at least one person that might listen to these things who hates fade outs. <coughs> um, there's nothing worse than a fade out. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than a song that just ends and it doesn't feel like it's complete. No, I get it. Um, I also um, there's uh, there's a few instances where I've picked up um, albums. Um, that have a bonus track on and the bonus track takes away from the end of the yeah. actual record like um, one of the, the the one I'm thinking of is um, a Declaration by Bleeding Through mm. finishes with um, Sister Charlatan the actual album finishes yeah. with Sister Charlatan and it is a perfect callback to the beginning of the record mm. um, with um, Finis Fatale Spay which is the which is the intro which is like rain and piano and then Sister Charlotte finishes with just the rain coming down at the end until it just stops, which is fucking brilliant. This whole and I, I, it's like hard, it's fucking great. It's like black and hardcore. Yeah. It's awesome. And then the bonus track on the end, <laughs> it's just it's like a two minute hardcore song. It ruins it. And I like, oh, fuck that off. So I, I totally know what you mean about albums that feel more rounded. Yeah. If you want to have a an album listening experience and that's how I that's how I feel about that album is in like because if anyone's going to put Slayer on a list especially for the list that I wrote out there was a reason behind the albums I picked I didn't just pick up because I really like them yeah. it's these are the albums that in a sense of extreme metal yeah kind of got me where I my mindset is sure so and, and my taste, so removing from like thrash and early, I guess, new wave black, not new wave, first wave black metal yeah. um, into death metal. And then it comes full circle again. Yeah. Um, which is why I didn't include things like Judas Priest or Motorhead or Iron yeah. Maiden or anything, even though they're still there quite prominent. They're not as prominent. They were kind yeah. of my gateway. Um, so what we'll, what we'll do is we'll talk about with each one of these, yeah. we'll talk about um, sort of how it's influence your songwriting or how you think about how to put together hmm. um you know a record whether it's an ep or whether it's a full length um but i kind of want to talk about because i mean obviously with slayer one of the iconic figures in slayer is tom Araya, yeah who you can't really hear bass wise on no. a lot of slayer stuff but what is it about Araya's bass playing in particular um on this album one it's audible yeah and two He's using his fingers on this album. He used his fingers on Shown of Mercy, couldn't hear it. He yeah. used his fingers on Hello Waits, and he used his fingers on Rain and Blood. Now, you can apparently get isolated bass tracks of Rain and Blood, which sound muddy as hell, but yeah. I don't know why they would sound that muddy when on Hello Waits he's playing quite well. Yeah. So, I mean, for that in itself, um, because Tom is the singer as well, Yeah. he won't follow Jeff and... And carries it the exact note of each riff, yeah. And that was good for me because at the time, learning well, listening to Slayer for the first time, 
was I liked the vocalist and the bass player combination, which came from the Motorfest thing. Yeah. So they would play the root note, and it wasn't until uh, hearing bass players like Dave Elson from Megadeth, where they explain that they don't have to do everything. They don't have to be that flashy. Yeah. They can play that root note. So that's what I like about Tom's bass playing, especially on that album, because you can hear when he follows it, and you can hear when he's just playing a straight note. Yeah. And he's very fast. I don't know why he kind of moved to a pick, considering that the first album he played on, it was slower material. He got older and more broken. It is it is late 20s. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, it was um, South of Heaven was the first time he started using a pick. I think, like, yeah, I mean, in fairness with South of Heaven, it's, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it's that extra snap and the precision yeah. from you get from a pick. I mean, I, I personally prefer things like um, Seasons in the Abyss to mm. Hello Waits. Because I think there's just... Fleshed like a, out song, right? Yeah. It, it, there's just more variety yeah. for me. Instead but, of just fast, 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 yeah. fast, fast. Yeah. Which I, I love, as yeah, we've already mentioned before. So I mean, this is why I like... I like Rain and Blood. Mm. I, I do. And, and I'm one of those... I don't listen to Slayer regularly. No. Um, but there are times when I'm like, I, I really want to listen to Slayer. Yeah. And... If it's a short blast of Slayer, Rain and Blood's perfect because it's less than half an hour. Yeah. You know, and you can just whack it straight through. Um, but you mentioned something there that was quite actually interesting, mm-hmm. and, and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a theme that I've noticed with you in particular, and it's a bit of a coincidental theme that we've gone from. A bass player frontman, called Tom, in Slayer. And your bass player frontman <laughs> yeah. called Tom in Devastator to a bass player frontman called Tom in Sodom. Ah. <laughs> Angel River. Yes. Yeah. So I had a little... Right, because my knowledge of the Teutonic um, Big Four of Thrash is mm. minimal. I, I, no, no, no of them. <laughs> I know of them. And I've heard songs by some of them. Because, yeah. um, you know... Kyle showed me Tankard once, <laughs> and that, I never, I never normally counted Tankard. I was, I did it as the three. Uh, let me see if I can impress you now. Yeah. Bearing in mind, I did this at six o'clock this morning okay. when I couldn't sleep. Um, yeah. uh, I've already so mentioned yeah, one of them already. Sodom, Tankard, Creator, Destruction. Yes. Yeah. Well done, me. Because um, this really isn't my thing. <laughs> you know, thrash metal. Apart from Slayer. This like the constantly fast thrash yeah. is not. I like my music to be a bit more intricate, hmm. as you well know. I like things to. As a whole, I like things to move hmm. and go up and down rather than just I oh, is half an hour of somebody fucking punching you in the face, but their fist is attached to a pneumatic drill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's. There's sometimes I want that, hmm. and that's why I go for converge. But Converge have that variety as well, um, which I love, um, especially on the latest stuff. But um, yeah, so you've gone for the album by Sodom that you named your early band by. Yes. Um, Obsessed by Crowley, which was the first album mm. back in, oh, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head, it was like 83? Because mm. they formed so. in 81, 
Um, and they did an EP, I believe. Uh, it was that was meant to be a full album in the sign of evil, and yeah. um, they got told they weren't allowed to finish it. Right, you see, I didn't hear that part, but yeah, they had the EP, mm. um, and then the album, and they've had a fair few lineup changes with Angel Ripper being the only original yeah, only, member, only consistent, uh, only consistent members. As yeah, well. yeah. So why? Because I mean, I did have a try and love and listen to this. <laughs> um, Which version did you listen to? The one that was on YouTube. It's been recorded twice. It sounded awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't contest that. Um, Lo-fi production, especially considering it was then considered uh, for the what would become the second wave of black metal, one of the early um, influences for bands like Mayhem. Yeah. Um it is essentially um, the template of what Black Thrash became when Aura Noir perfected it. Yeah. That's what I like the most about it. It is, in its core, has some of those black metal themes and approaches, but before it was even a thing, much like Venom did, but I guess a bit more fierce and less tongue-in-cheek. That's what I enjoy about that album the most, is yeah. that it is lo-fi production. It is extremely sloppy. Chris Witchhunter drumming on it is borderline abysmal. Rest in peace, Chris Witchhunter. Yeah. Um, but at the same he time... He died in a car accident. Uh, I think he got. I think he just got sick. Right. Um, he did, they did a re-recording of um, In the Sign of Evil uh, called The Final Sign of Evil with the original lineup of Sodom yeah. where they finished the album. Essentially, they recorded it all, and Chris, which and his drumming on that is is struggling. Yeah, like he, he just got dead sick, and I think he died of uh, not long after that. Right. In two thousand and seven, just before the anniversary of the band, but obsessed by cruelty. What it has that the albums that followed it of uh, Persecution Mania and Agent Orange, the the, the world yeah. famous. Yeah, well, Agent Orange album. is yeah, because Agent Orange is when. Um, they got a new guitarist Frank in. Blackfire yeah. who would then later go and do Coma of Souls with Creator yeah. and he's now back in the band yeah I did read that he mm. that he left because because um, Millie asked him to go and join yeah. Creator um, but he was the one who brought the Tom saying horror's kind of out yeah. and um, when they when they got to, to Agent Orange it was like you know America's talking about like war and mm. politics and you can just tell by that artwork on Agent yeah. Orange yeah, but the, the what I love about so look at me, I did my bloody research. <laughs> what I love about obsessed over the those classic Sodom albums, and not that I dislike those any any like 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 them any less than this, um, is because of the rawness and and that kind of evil evil aesthetic that comes with it, right? Um, which was basically just lifted off of um, Venom. Early Bathory and Celtic Frost. Yeah. In a way. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you did have a Venom album on on your list. I did. Yes. Um, and and you know when. Because obviously it's always a contentious issue as to when black metal actually started. Mm-hmm. We had a disagreement on this. Years we ago, did. We, we did. Yeah. I mean, the actual term for it was picked up with the second wave. Mm. But the sound and everything came with these original bands. Mm. I still would call Venom a, a thrash band. Yeah, yeah, it's just proto thrash. Yeah. Um, I, or first wave of black metal if you really want to get yeah, into the detail. Yeah, I mean, for me, 
I would always stand by. Sonically and musically, they're not black metal. Yeah. From, from what the standard has become, if black metal, black metal, never went that way. Yeah. And it never happened. Then, they probably would be considered black metal. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I always, you know, where I always yeah. go. I mean, it's always Dark Throne mm. for me. It's always Dark Throne. Um, Straight from the first hit of um, in the Shadow of the Horns. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of, I, I, I will always give credence to, to Bathory, mm-hmm. who's next on your list. Ah! And I did listen to this this morning. However, Self-titled. Um, we're going to have a quick break, mm. um, and in this section, I'm going to plug something else, which will be fun. Woohoo! Enjoy the plug. You're welcome, Ant, you lovely beast. Plug, plug, plug time. That was really lame. I'm never doing that again. Oh, I'm out of breath because I'm poorly and I'm doing a plug. Um, so, an up and coming guest on the podcast. I cannot tell you. Ooh, something dropped. Money, which you should spend on this thing that I'm about to plug, potentially. Anyway, yeah. So, an upcoming guest um, I'm going to have on the podcast is running a small independent clothing line. Um, it is called Unite the Realm Clothing, uh, UKTR. They were around back in about 2015, and now that he has a little bit of time, Mr. Knight, formerly of Gettiger, is relaunching uh, with some new designs that will be available soon. So if you have a look on Facebook for Unite the Realm, that's U as in the letter U for uniform, Knight, K-N-I-T-E, the realm you'll be able to find it and there'll be some cool designs on there for you to order um so yeah go and check those out and just send him some money buy some shit it's always good i'd say pick it up with hands and buy it with money but it's on the internet so you can't really pick it up with hands you have to buy it with money first which kind of fucks that whole thing up oh like having me catchphrase there and i can't use it it's the only bad thing about you, and But your clothing is pretty cool. So if everyone go and have a look at that, if you like the designs, um, they will be up fairly soon, I believe. If not, they will already be up by the time this is out. Go and check them out. And now back to the interview with Tom. So there was a cutaway before I had that plug, and I've gone seamlessly straight back into that. Not only because we had a little break, because of my illness, I'm feeling a little bit like... <laughs> And needing <laughs> needing a little <laughs> bit of time out and um, some some lubricant for my throat, uh-huh. not for my bum hole, Tom. No, no. I know what you and your death metal lot are like. Didn't even get a word in there, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. I hate those kind of people who have those predetermined notions about what the metal say. You're laughing, but I'm actually trying to be serious. <laughs> okay, now. All right, all right. I'm actually trying to be serious now. Fucking hell, Tom. <laughs> Keep up with my serious face okay. and my joking face. Mm. Can you see the difference? <laughs> which one is this now? Quick, I mean, it, p- people who are listening can't see, but which one is this? Seriously? Serious. No, this is my joke. Joking face. face. <laughs> right, okay, let's see. try again. Serious. Joking face. Come on, you've just seen that one. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work okay. on that. Off, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so um, we made a, We made a pretty good little segue. Mm. Into uh, into Bathory, yes. and we're talking about that first wave of black metal there, and I, and I did say that I would give some 
<laughs> more than credence. I'm going to fucking die by the end of this thing. <laughs> uh, two Bathory for that first wave of black metal. Um, uh, Bathory, the brainchild of Quothorn. Mm. Um, Norwegian geezer. Yeah. He's also dead. <laughs> um, sadly, he's dead. Swedish. Swedish. Swedish geezer. <laughs> I thought he was Norwegian. <laughs> Swedish. Oh. Sweden. Not Norwegian. Oh, I, thought he was Norwegian. I thought he was Norwegian. Oh, you Swedish. kind of cut me in early. Oh, no, no, I just left a gap there. Oh, Swedish, why man. did I think they were Norwegian? Swedish. I mean, you keep saying it. Definitely Swedish. Yeah, you would know. Mm. But I, I could have... I would have bet... Before you cut me up there, and I believe you because you're more into this than I am, I would have, I would have put money... A lot of money on the fact that no one will challenge me on Sweden. I love Sweden. <coughs> I know you do, but who's actually been there, Tom? You. Have you been there? No. So who loves Sweden more, Tom? Oh, probably you. Yeah. How much Swedish music do you like? All of Quite it. a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I just like I just like two, I just like music that's based in two cities. Uh, Gothenburg. Stockholm. Oh, Uppsala as well. Yeah, I nearly went to Uppsala. I mean, I basically when I went there, I stuck around Stockholm. Um, basically, just where everyone from Watain, <laughs> everyone who's ever played for Watain or is in Watain, mm. is from, and all the bands surrounding Watain. Yeah, I mean, my favorite band from Sweden are from Umeå, so there. Yeah, and there's seven of them. I think there's only six of them now, but there was seven of them for a long time. It's great for Uppsala as well. I think. I'm not sure. Grave might be a lot. But the grave are in that weird bit just off the off the coast of Sweden there's this island mm. and they were from there. So they were just cut off from the rest of the country. Mm. But yes, no, Swedish book. Mm. Um I I'm okay being humbled there. Uh-huh. Didn't do my research, just assumed he was Norwegian. <laughs> um so you've gone with the the self titled release. Yes. Um, which was the first release mm-hmm. in you're going to have to tell me the year. I think it's 82, I think. Oh, okay. No, I'm right, 84. 84. Mm. Okay. So this is very um, around a very similar time to the other, to to four of the albums that yes. I've, I've managed to um, whittle your list down to. Mm. Or at least two others, actually. Um and and Bathory are considered, in terms of Scandinavian black metal, to be the the band that everyone looks at first. Yeah. Yeah, because it was them, then Mayhem. In a way, for Bathory, it wasn't really until the third album that the, the, the blueprint was made for what would become the Norwegian black metal scene. And that's, that's, that's loosely probably... taken from what Fenris said. That's probably where I got confused with thinking that Quarthorn yeah. was so well, under the sign of the under the, under sign the sign of Black, Black Mark, <laughs> which you have on vinyl. I do. I know you have on vinyl you because I for bought it yeah. for you. <laughs> gold, um, gold vinyl as well. Gold, 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 bloody gold. gold. Um, that, that's where the blueprint starts. Um, the reason I picked the self-titled um, was one. I mean, it was because it was my. Um, Introduction. introduction to Bathory so it'll always have that place with me but those first three albums yeah and even the even the uh, Blood Fire Death after Under the Sign yeah. um, still a great album but you can start to see more of that Viking yeah what would become the blueprint for Viking Mel yeah. um, 
coming in from there with like the, the Hammer Heart stuff. Yeah. But this, this self-titled is just, just pretty much thrash metal straight yeah. up. Because I actually listened to this yeah. this morning, and it's, this is my first introduction. Because it's weird that I've never gone back and listened to Bathory, hmm. um, purely because there's so much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Quarfo did a really weird thing with his with with Bathory's career, I guess. Um, the self-titled Bathory album is essentially then I'm a motorhead worship. Yeah. Uh, it's not until the return after it where you start to see the shades. It's still fast. It's stupidly fast. It, it's basically what he did on the first album, turn it right up. And like the great thing about that second album is that <coughs> the, the title track, The Return of Darkness and Evil, which Watain covered mm. for the Reaping Death single, um, there's two versions of it. There's the 84 version, so after the self-titled album, he recorded one which was basically, it just sounds like Motorhead's Overkill. Yeah. But venomized I guess the version that appears on the album is that song five or six times faster to the point where it doesn't sound like the same song at all yeah um, but it's not that I dislike it any any more than the first album with yeah. that kind of style it's just as I said it kind of holds a bit more to me because that was my introduction but all of those moving up to Blood, Fire, Death are great albums. I only really picked that one because of that kind of sentimental value. Yeah. Um, Bathory are ridiculously important, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like, there wouldn't be a, a level of extreme metal that we had and still get without him. Um, sure. In my opinion, at least. Um, uh, no, I can kind of see what you're saying. I mean... For black metal, especially. Yeah, because I mean, the imagery almost was a mixture of, of Venom and Bathory. Yeah, you know, it was it was a mixture of those two different but similar, mm. same same but different. Yeah, um, elements. But yeah, carry on what you were saying. But he, like I said, his career was very odd, and you talked about how the first album to you sounds like thrash metal, which it does. Yeah, it sounds like kind of rock and rolly thrash metal. Yeah. Um, what but what he did after the Viking stuff is he went full on thrash metal, as yeah. in Teutonic thrash. There's two of those Bathory albums. I can't, the names of them escape me completely, but they sound like like Destruction albums. Yeah. Um, and then he went back and did Viking-ish kind of stuff again. It was the very last album. So he's had a kind of a a strange up and down like testing things out a bit kind of like Celtic Frost did in, in the later parts of their uh, their career as well oh yes glam glam into thrash thrash oh, into yeah. very depressing uh, well well Martin just whatever is on monotheist <laughs> can't yeah. really put a name to it can you yeah. it's just very dense and nihilistic um, but yeah I think Bathory I kind of did the same Tripticon thing. on the last podcast as Kinda doom. Kinda doom. <laughs> it's just I just call it Triptychon. I don't really know where you'd put it. Yeah, it's fair. It's just very dense, nihilistic misery. Yeah. Um, sticking on the Sweden thing, then mm-hmm. we'll we'll move we'll move on to the next one, um, and with a with a callback to your love of a certain pedal made by Boss. Uh-huh. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna dive straight into left arm path by Empooned. 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 And that's only because I'm ill, man. It makes me sound like a Empooned. No. Yes. Entombed. Um, again, I Entombed are a band that I've never, you know, I've never really gotten a chance. Not really a chance. I've never given myself the time to listen to. Until this morning, I listened to the first few songs off this, mm-hmm. and this is—it's weird because it's really seminal, and yeah. I know it's really seminal because everyone talks about it. You know, all the modern death metal bands go, "Yeah, that one," <laughs> which is—and um, I was speaking to Dan about them last night, mm-hmm. and um, when we were talking about what you might have put in your list, mm-hmm. he was saying I didn't want to go for the obvious one, mm-hmm. but he thought the obvious one in this case was Wolverine Blues. Yeah. But then we kind of, then he kind of remembered that Wolverine Blues is more obvious for the hardcore kids. Yeah. Um, whereas the Left Hand Path is more for the death metal kids. The, the kind of uh, beginnings into the death and roll for yeah. the tomb of Wolverine Blues. Still a great album. Absolutely brilliant album. Um, a bit more accessible, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of Earache's better sellers, I believe. Um, for in tomb's catalogue to them when they stopped being on Earache. Um the left hand path was the beginning for me. I mean, you could have I could have sat there and put a bloodbath album on, but once again, they are just a, a homage to that. Yeah. Anyway, so bloodbath was my introduction to the HM two sound. Yeah. Um. But then learning about well, what is entombed? Mm. I'm going to check out entombed, and that's that was the beginning of me for the love for that sound, that sure. that particular sound, and 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 then you look at the bands that have emulated it since, like. Modern now, so Valonfire, yeah, Gregor from Paradise Lost's uh, kind of death grindy kind of thing. They've got it. Um, Black Breath, yeah, uh, Trap Them, Baptists, like a lot of the U.S. hardcore emulate yeah. it. Um, it's it's just become such a, a synonymous sound associated with not just Intune but Nihilist pre Intuned. yeah. Um, and it's always been part of their sound. Yeah, in, in some of the later stuff that they had in their career, it wasn't as prominent, but in Left Hand Path, Clandestine, uh, Wolverine Blues, and To Ride Shoot Straight to Speak the Truth, the first four, it was always there. Yeah, two of them went deaf and roll in a bit more contemporary, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Left Hand Path will always be the album where I could go back to and listen to in full. It, it's just, the songwriting's there, the production is nasty, but it was the first album... Um, I guess next to Carnage's Dark Recollections, Carnage being members of uh, Dismember and Michael Amit. Yeah. Uh, they did that one excellent album. Um, those two albums kind of created what became the Sunlight Studio sound. The sound that so many people want to emulate now. I mean, we yeah. did it in Repulsive with the genuine pedals. Mm. The actual HM2 pedals. They didn't use copies. Um I don't think Fashion would want to use copies either. He was very much against clones. Yeah. I don't even own a proper one. I own a clone, which I've kind of messed around with a little bit to try and get it as close as possible. It's still not there, but yeah. I still like using it. Yeah, because it. they stopped making those. Yeah, like, years it was, it ago, was actually, fun fact, it was actually Ben Ash, uh, Carcass, now ex-Carcass, yeah. um, when he was doing his guitar tuition, he uh, put out a petition to Boss to get uh, the original... Uh, I guess like blueprints for the circuitry for the pedal 
put back in and remade as it was, yeah. not replaced with anything from like uh, like a fucking Metal Zone or something like that. They're the worst pedal boss I've ever created. Coincidentally, wound up on At the Gates of Slaughter of the Soul, which a lot of people think is a HM2. It's not. Mm. It's uh, the Metal Zone um, through a PV amplifier, I think. And it still it sounds good, but everyone else uses a Metal Zone. It sounds like shite. Um, well, that's because At the Gates brilliant. Yeah. But um, Ben Ash got in a petition. He never went anywhere, sadly, and this was before his time in Carcass. But um, it, people do want it back because it would be more accessible for musicians to, to get. Yeah. Other than now, he's paying on eBay for between the Taiwanese and the Japanese model. Uh, stupid prices, especially for the Japanese one, because that's the one that everyone wants. Yeah. Because there is a, a difference in sound, something to do with um, the way the circuitry is put together. Sure. Um, so one of them sounds a little bit more buzzsawy and searing and noisy. Yeah. Whereas the other one sounds a bit cleaner. I don't know why you'd want it to sound clean, because yeah. that sound in itself is is just absolute filth like if if, if you could p- personify death metal in a sound i would say that sound despite the fact that the, the swedish scene came after the florida sea only just after yeah um i would still say that sound defines old school death metal a bit more than the florida scene does because every band in florida sounded different yeah whereas dismember and entombed specifically not that they sounded exactly the same, but they have that sound. Carnage have that sound, and it's now created this big thing, where the sound is synonymous with yeah. these albums, uh, and and Left Hand Path specifically. Just as a as an FYI, going back to that particular pedal, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple on eBay at the moment um, that are the Japanese made ones, and the uh, the cheapest one on there. Um, there's a 1984 Japan made one yeah. and that's 160 quid mm. um, there is uh, another one on there um, which is starting bit of £87.73 that's an 85 Japan there's an 86 Japan made one for £111 mm. but then you've got some which are um, there's one here which is um, October eighty five with the original box, two hundred and twenty six quid. It's the Japanese models that people want the most. Yeah. Um, and they're really hard to come by for a decent price. I mean, you can get any boss pedal now for starting price of about fifty quid. Yeah. Some of them are more expensive than others, but those will never come down as cheap, and that's why Ben Ash petitioned to. Uh, to try and get Boss to redo it, but they, they never did in the end, and I don't think they'll have plans to either. Mm. Um, but Left Hand Path is, is important for setting the starting the starting gun off, I guess, for that sound and, and creating this in, in this entire Swedef. Swedef. Swedef thing, as we called it in Repulsive, the Swedef um, kind of movement. Uh, which spawned out great things, including the Mer- the Gothenburg melodic death metal thing. Even yeah. if they didn't use that sound, uh, they were the be- they were the beginnings for that. And sure. The left hand path, particularly for me, is very important. The title track, um, the ending, uh, is lifted from a classic horror movie called Phantasm. Um, and every time I hear that keyboard coming at the end. Mm. 
I, I still kind of get these weird chills. Yeah. So when I saw Entombed, the the actual Entombed with before the split um, into two, whatever's going on there. Um, I was waiting for Behemoth to come on at Hellfest 2012, yeah. I think, and Entombed were playing. I knew of Entombed, I didn't know a lot. I knew the song Left Hand Path, so I watched Left Hand Path, and that was incredible, and now knowing that I'll never get to see the two, the proper lineup of Entombed, not with the two Entombed AD and whatever Alex Hellid and... The, whoever's joined him back in Entombed is doing now um, is a bit sad but I'm glad I got to see that one song yeah, that title track song uh, live uh, but it's just a very important album for me going into doing Repulsive basically yeah. and that was my blueprint okay cool um, so we're, we're at the end now mm. um, and very shortly you're going to hear pick? me tell you get the fuck out of my house yeah. um, <laughs> which I've said to you many times over the course of our um, acquaintanceship. <laughs> <laughs> Just busting your balls. It's fine. <laughs> right, so we've got one yeah. more. And, and again, you kind of um, went uh, vaguely there into, a theme. <laughs> into the Florida scene. Yeah. Um, now, there's... Um, there was another band from the Florida scene on your original list, um, which I've left off this one, which mm-hmm. was which was Morbid Angel. Yeah. Um, because I had a fear that we might end up down the rabbit hole that is Illa Divinum and Salis. Well, they've just released a really good album, it Kingdom was, Disdained. Well, you know, I it's mean, a good return to form considering. <laughs> yeah, or we could have gone with um, I'm not sure whether they were Floridian, but we could have gone with Deicide. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're Florida here. Yeah. Um, so we're not doing that obviously dissection was more on the Swedish thing that yeah. was also on your list like I picked very <laughs> England Sweden yeah America Germany Germany, Germany. yeah um, and then we could have gone with California with, with, autop- with autopsy yeah and, and mental funeral but we didn't um, I kind of wanted to go in a, in a bands where I could have an actual discussion yeah because um, it's more fun for me hmm. Uh, basically um, and so a band that we're both big fans of and I think this has been a cool one this has not been one where I've thought everything shit which is, which is great because I've just come to the realisation doing this that I actually hate everything um, but I don't I don't I mean I have a, such a wide variety of taste but and I love the things that I love but the things I don't like. It's got to be a really miserable thing. Can get in the bin. It's got to be a really miserable thing that, like, often or not, you leave these sessions and go, God, they've got a really shit taste in music. It's not that. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm, I'm very much open as to, like, everyone's taste is everyone's taste. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely fine. It's just that there's a lot of stuff that I know I don't like. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm quite willing to try. Like, there's loads of stuff that I've gotten into recently that I never thought I'd get into. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan now of the Menzingers, and I never thought I'd ever listen to anything like that. Um, it's just that they touch a little button inside me that make me feel all warm and sad at the same time. <laughs> it's like being... Uh, like being hungover on a tropical island. Warm <laughs> and a little bit sad. Um... But yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna finish on a band that we both like mm-hmm. a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, we're gonna finish with Death. Um, you know, 
back in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and the absolute genius that was Chuck Schuldiner. He was a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and you picked leprosy, um, yes. which is because death have two very distinct periods. Yes. Um, there's the very early stuff, which pretty much named the death metal genre. Yeah. You know, everyone wanted to play the metal that death were playing. The argument is, is still there to today, is like who who really did it first. And I'm I still say death, but there are a lot of people and I've had a conversation with this about with a few people now. Yeah. Because it's starting to come back again. Yeah. Um the, now that this band are about to release a new album for the first time since eighty eight. Uh, it's possessed. Mm. Um is it deaf or is it possessed? Deaf had uh, Scream of the Year came out in eighty six, I think. Uh, I will. I Seven will Churches check. came out in eighty five. I will fact check. But Deaf had their Mantis demos out and the first Deaf demo out. Yeah. With songs that would actually wind up on Scream Bloody Gore. Yeah. So it, it's just all. I mean, the the. For all intents and purposes, I say I say Deaf. Yeah, because I mean the the name goes in. Scream Bloody Core actually came out in eighty seven. Eighty seven, ah, so even yeah. further away. Um, and then we're looking at, um, if we're looking at Seven Churches. Um, by yeah, I mean there's eighty five, wasn't it? Uh, seven Churches by Possessed. Um, yeah, mm. was was eighty five, so two years before. But I mean, Death were a band. At about the same time, anyway. Yeah. Under under the name Mantis. Yeah. Named after the Venom guitar player. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, and the the genre very much was kind of named after them anyway. Yeah. You know, um. Because not only was it musically, I think, picked up, but imagery wise as yeah. well. Because I think without that Scream Bloody Gore cover. Mm. We wouldn't have had the Cannibal Corpse covers that no. we've had. That we kind of first yeah. movement into horror and, and yeah. gore. And... Exactly. Um, so you're very much in that first camp with the album that you picked. I, with the album that I picked, yeah, but yeah. not exclusively. No, like I don't. I don't think that everything past spiritual healing sucks. Like I, I definitely don't think yeah. that. Yeah, and and I think if people do think that, then they're idiots. The, the, yeah. Because unequivocally, yeah, and I mean, I don't think that everything before human sucks. I I just prefer the stuff. I prefer the stuff because, like, like you said, like I've said to you before, I like things that peak and trough, Mm. and and the other stuff is just a bit too within its own death metal box. Mm. Whereas, because I mean, my favorite death album is symbolic. Well, a lot of people's favourite yeah, death album is symbolic. It's fucking brilliant. That Anthony boy. Fantano's favourite death album is symbolic, and that it's... guy has a lot of influence on, on what people listen to. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was listening, I got introduced to symbolic by an old guitar player of mine, yeah. like when I was in a band. You know, my first band, well, my first actual band, used to cover Empty Words. That was the first pro- proggy death song I heard. Yeah, that uh, was. That was know, Spirit Crusher, I think. Yeah. That was, you know, that we used to cover that, hmm. and you know, fucking that riff in Crystal Mountain makes me cream every time. <laughs> so good, um, but um, but I wouldn't yeah. even say it's death at its peak because death didn't have a peak. They just kept doing something different. A bit every different. Album. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 
I mean, the sound of perseverance. It was there, but yeah. it was different. Well, even when you get to the sound of perseverance, mm. it's so far removed. That's the album that a lot of people are like marmite with. Yeah, and it's you can very, see why. It's it's really dense though. I, I learned a fact about that the other day because you know, Banger TV uh, did all those movies that the Iron Maiden fight six 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 ones yeah. with Sam Dunn and all that. They do run a YouTube channel, a massive YouTube channel, and they got fans to vote in best album in ninety eight, and the best one was Sound of Perseverance. Yeah, but. What I didn't know is what they said. I watched this video yesterday during my break at work. Um, all of those songs were originally written for Control Denied. Yeah, and then they were, I, I they heard were that. Reworked for the last Death album. Coincidentally, Death after that album would would split up, yeah. and then he'd do Control Denied up until he died. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that any of those songs. Yeah, were, I'd, um, I'd heard that before. I think it's actually. In it's on the, the bonus tracks. Yeah, it sings cleanly on it. I think it's um it's in the liner notes. Is for, it? The, for the reissue? I've not read the liner notes. For the, yeah, I don't even actually own a reissue of the. I've got the series. the double disc reissue downstairs. The clean singing demos are weird. I haven't singing. I haven't listened to it. They're really odd. I'm I, pretty I, sure it's Chuck singing, not I, Tim Amon. I tended to to not go for, um, like the demo versions or or anything mm. like that because I like. I mean, even it's symbolic. I mean, the production isn't wonderful anyway. It's not like they've still not reissued that one either. Yet. No, I don't think they own the rights to it. No, they don't. Eric Greif doesn't actually own uh, the rights. It was on Roadrunner. Yeah, and, and look where they are. <laughs> that's what, well, no, Roadrunner actually made a massive resurgence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a conversation um, with about that. Roadrunner in the UK just—I say just—it was in January. I believe I'd have to double check. Um, released the second Marmosets record. Oh right. Um, which was which Roadrunner was the the one that filed for bankruptcy. It was the one in the UK. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, they made a comeback. Right? I, I'm I'm pretty certain it was. I mean, I'd have to check, but mm. I, I have a I have a strong feeling, and they've just put out um whether they've got a physical copy here, I'm not sure, but they yeah. just put out the EP, um for the Fever three three three, which is the new band featuring. Jason Butler from Let Live. Oh, right. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> One song is good. Uh, it's just not Let Live. And you know how much I love yeah. Let Live. Um, apart from that last album. I still listen to that first. What's that? Let Live. Fake History. Me. No, the, the one is sh- beautiful. Yeah. The first song on it. I still like uh, that. Banshee. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like that one. Yeah, they're, they're, they, were, they were wonderful. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we had a little bit of a sidetrack there. Yeah, we did. Um, talking about Roadrunner. But it was all came from death, yes. you see. So uh, I will just check this a second because it's going to annoy me <laughs> if I don't. Uh, it is called uh, Knowing What You Know Now, I think. Do, 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 filling Dead Space. Yes, it was indeed released on Roadrunner. Ah. So I got that one right at least. Okay. Um my credit's not totally destroyed. <laughs> Ret- um, returning to death. Yeah, returning to death. Um, so leprosy was there. Uh, second, second record after Scream Bloody Gore. Yeah, second record after Scream Bloody Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, Scream Bloody Gore is incredibly raw sounding. It is. Drummer of autopsies on it. Chris Chris Ryford. Interesting. They had a few. Um, Famous drummers, because Gene Hoglan was drumming. Gene, Gene Hoglan played on individual thought patterns. Um, he played on um, Symbolic as well, I believe. 
Mm, yes, he did. Yeah. Came back for Symbolo. Yeah, Sean Reinert from Cynic was on Human. And Richard Christie was on um, Sound of Perseverance. And it was Bill Andrews on, I believe, Leprosy. Um, yeah. The weird thing with Leprosy is is that it's got a lineup on the back of it. Yeah. But none of them, other than Chuck and I think Bill Andrews, are on it. Uh, other than maybe some solos by Rick Ross. Yeah. Uh, Terry Butler didn't play bass on it, but he's on it. Yeah. Um, he did the live stuff. The only credit that Terry Butler has, I think, I don't want to be quoted on this, is Spiritual Healing. Uh, he actually played bass on that. Yeah. Um, and old James Murphy uh, joined the band as well for Spiritual Healing. Yeah. As after they removed Rick Ross. Um, Leprosy's importance to me is like uh, the Bathory album it's the first one I heard Yeah, and I was a bit it was the same thing with the Morbid Angel album because it was around the same time the one I picked the other one I picked yeah. for Florida I it was my introduction to death metal yeah in general so I heard um, Song Choke on it which is the last song on the album um and it was just as soon as I heard Chuck's voice, yeah, I was kind of like, "What the? It's so this it's so distinct. It's this horrible raspy. Like I'd heard like Tom Araya and uh, shout Kronos yeah. do his shouts, Baffery, whatever Quorum was doing. Yeah, that was kind of where I forgot to mention that, but I, that's kind of where I was tapping out. When it came to, <laughs> his vocals very strong. When it came to Bathory. But when I heard Chuck's voice for the first time, I was kind of like what is this it was the same feeling I had when I heard David Vincent's voice yeah. for the first time on Alters um, and I was instantly hooked from the moment it sped up in Choke On It Yeah, these really really ridiculously heavily tremoloed uh, trills and riffs and Chuck's signature um, solo style is something that also stuck with me. It, like you know, it's Chuck playing. You yeah. could hear the solo style in Control Denied yeah. across the the entire discography for Death. You know when it's Chuck solo. Yeah, it's got the this the uh, Arabic Phrygian scale. Uh, I think I think it's that scale, but yeah. it's it's kind of that uh, Middle Eastern kind of scale. Yeah, uh, which he like borderline microtonal. Yeah, yeah. Then followed with like a ridiculously fast rundown. Yeah. Um, you knew it was Chuck. Um, it all of the songs on Leprosy, for me, are are excellent. I don't hate a single song. I don't hate a single part of a single song. Um, it has excellent moments where I can't keep my head straight. Yeah. Like I put if I put that album on, we got two copies of it on vinyl because it's just that good. Yeah. Um. Like, I can't. I can't say anything bad about it. Not even the production bothers me because at the time, for 1988 for death metal, that's pretty good production from Morrisound Studios, the first studio that could handle those intense double bass sounds, yeah. uh, handle that sort of rawness. Because if you if 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 they hadn't have done the things that they'd done on the production for that album, which you know with the death movie basically out. I can't wait to find out like how how this album was made and how it became so clear. Yeah. Um otherwise it just would have sounded like Venom's first album. Yeah. 
but like it, it's just everything about that album lyrically it lyrically it comes across as a horror film but it's not pull the plug is about just wanting wanting to die like there's there's nothing left i might as well just pull the plug yeah and that was a sign that chuck's tongue-in-cheek horror was left with scream bloody gore and he was being more serious about some songs open casket uh, I believe was about his disdain for having um, open casket funerals. Yeah. Going on to spiritual healing, uh, there's one of the songs that's about um, cocaine abuse in pregnant women. Like it, it, like he does. He did start looking at real life issues. Yeah. But they would become more prominent Later on, on. on human and human onwards, basically. Yeah. Um, so lyrical con- lyrical content, it's it's still there. It's excellent stuff. But as you said, the the periods of death. Yeah. The sound is, is the old school death metal sound. That old Florida sound. That classic sound. Um. But every death album's meant so. Like. I yeah, can't, I mean, I can't really. There's uh, nothing. I mean, I mean, what I was saying to you off mic. The mm-hmm. only one I could take or leave is, is spiritual healing it's the only one that I can so like I said that was the, the transition period yeah where it probably has the least memorable moments but yeah. it is the, the turn to some of the prog stuff is in there in some of the guitar work you can see where he's going now that you can look at the discography you can put it out yeah. in front of you and you can tell where he's going to go I always like being able to do that it's hard to do that with bands that are currently ongoing yeah. like being able to look um, it's one of the reasons that I love the decision that the Dillinger Escape Plan made to to finish after dissociation, mm. and then you can look at everything laid out uh, as a career, yeah, and study that band now. Yeah, you can see the, the development, starting to you know, a, a starting to finish point, yeah. and you don't even have to go off afterwards because the Dillinger Escape Plan. No band sounds like the Dillinger Escape no, Plan, no. and no band ever will sound like the Dillinger Escape Plan. They one in themselves and it's the same with death to a certain no degree no band really does sound like death but there are a lot there are a lot of ba- taken a lot from death yeah and I, I think there's, there's a lot of the, um, there's a lot of bands that that have that I think um, if you're looking sort of more modern bands um, no band sounds like Gojira no but a lot of taken from Gojira recently yeah. We're starting to see. Very, we're starting yeah. to see that influence. It's become a very popular thing as well. We're starting to see that influence now. Whereas Gajira took from Morbid Angel, like yeah, like it's sort of in the mid periods of Morbid Angel. You can hear Morbid Angel's riffing definitely in like heaviest matter of the universe. Yeah, I can hear Morbid Angel in that middle section. Well, I think speaking to uh, not speaking to, I've never spoken to them, um, but reading an interview with uh, Joe Duplantier, mm. um, he was talking about how. He thought metal was just fucking noise until he heard Metallica, mm. and I think they were just blending Morbid Angel and Metallica together. Yeah, and you can tell that that Morbid Angel influence, especially, is quite prevalent on something like Terror Incognita. I hear loads of Master Series. A little bit. It's a little bit less than it it's, was. It, yeah, yeah. It's not full on, but it's those certain because, riffs. You go, yeah. that's it. That's the moment. But you know, from Master Series is where I think Gojira started getting that Gojira yeah. sound. Um, Came into their own on that album. Yeah, so no band kind of sounds like them mm. um, in the same way that no band has ever sounded like System of a Down yeah. or will ever sound like System of a Down or no band has ever sounded like... Pff, no band... I mean, people have tried to sound like At The Gates 
a hundred times. Who's that thing? It's Trevor from Black Dahlia that says that. It's like, yeah, yeah. we just copied everything from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, man, not, it's not necessarily wrong either. Yeah. But, you know, they've done their own thing with it now and it's and they've yeah. done very well with it. They have done very well with it. They've carved a fantastic career. Um, I'm not that keen on the latest one. It's all right. I enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. I saw it. I saw, I saw a lot of it live as well. When I saw him yeah. the other the other month. When they were sporting Cannibal Corpse over here again. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. Although Cannibal did trounce him. But Cannibal. Uh, every time you put Cannibal on with anyone, they trounce him. Again. Again. They've been over here with them so many times now. There's still people bitching that it's a format that doesn't work. It's like, oh, Black Dahlia, you're all death metal. Okay, they definitely are. They're, they've always been a death metal band. I don't care what anybody says. Um, who were opening this time around? Because uh, it was revocation last time they were here. I, I didn't yeah, watch them. I didn't watch them, but I, I don't remember who it was. It was so completely unknown. I, I just didn't watch them. Because I think they've done it with Skeleton Witch. Book. I think they've done it with <laughs> Skeleton Witch, and I think they've done it with... Um, they've definitely done it with Revocation. Yeah, it was the, the Halloween show in London. Yeah. Uh, it was Aeon... Um, Revocation. Revocation Cannibal. With the worst That's sound that. I've ever, I've ever was seen. Was that at the... Um, forum. The Forum. Yeah, that yeah. awful venue. Hated. The, uh, the Kentish Town Forum. Yeah, absolutely dog shite. I've never, yeah, I've heard the sound in there is dreadful. It's ab- it, it's awful. Revocation clearly had their own sound guy, but Aeon were a bit like they played great. Yeah. You could tell they were trying their hardest, but they sounded. You thought you could hear it was vocals and drums, couldn't hear anything. Sound, sound is is such a big one for bands that are very mm. intricate. I went to see. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll have been a couple of weeks ago. I saw mm. uh, Roller Tomasi, who their new album is a masterpiece for me I've mentioned it on this podcast a hundred times but seen the uh, name everywhere not listened to oh, it might not be your it might, not, but might, I, not, I, I, not, I, might not be my bag might not be your bag but I'd recommend it to anyone because it's Give it a go. fucking that brilliant um, but yeah I saw them uh, headlining a sold out show at the Asylum 2 in Birmingham mm. and the sound was dreadful really really bad the asylum for you though yeah the, the the sound was was it they were great they were fucking on it i've seen rollo a few times but the sound was dreadful and apparently it was the only time on the tour where the sound was bad uh-huh. and that's then. so annoying yeah yeah so annoying um but yeah so um, that is it. Mm. At the, we're at the end, mate. We're at the end. That was a lovely chat. Um, Bar 3,421. <laughs> yeah, so it's been quite long, but I think it's been quite good. Yeah, it has. Um, so we've got um, Devastator are playing at the Chameleon in Nottingham on the 27th of July. Yes. Which is a Friday night. Yes. Um, you can find us at Devastator UK. You can find Devastator UK on Instagram. Um, look out for any other social media attached to the Instagram as it arrives. Uh, still in demoing process. Yeah, nothing recorded I, yet. I refuse to open a Facebook uh, until I've actually got music to show people recorded. Fair <laughs> Don't play. you just hate that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get invited, you go, what's it sound like? Don't know yet. Yeah. Great. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Um, any time frame on when you will be recording demo stuff? Uh, we're, in the, we're in the process of it now. Okay, yeah. cool, excellent. Um, you can also go back and if you want to purchase the old repulsive stuff, um, repulsivedeathmetal.bandcamp.com or just 
type repulsive into YouTube, uh, into YouTube or into Bandcamp and you'll find it. Um, if you type into Google, you can illegally download it if you like. <laughs> or give them money, yeah. which would be lovely because, you know, that's better than, than being a thief. I found so many Russian links. Well, that's, you know, it's quite flattering. It's it is flattering to find out that you you you've been you've, your EP's been torrented yeah but I mean don't, <laughs> don't do that um, so yeah uh, if you're in the Nottingham area on the 27th of July and black thrash black and roll is your thing mm. uh, head down to that um, it's with Forgotten Remains Forgotten Remains that's the only band I can remember look, at, so look at that my memory even though I'm, <laughs> even though I'm ill um, yeah um Thank you very much for tuning in again. You can find us, if you found us on iTunes, um, give us a rating if you enjoyed it. Uh, leave us a little comment, that would be lovely. Um, you can follow us on the social platforms on Twitter. It's at LPCPod, um, which is the same as the Instagram handle. You can look for us on Facebook, Long Play Cafe Podcast. Um, and until next time, Tom, get the fuck out my house, you scroggy shit. All right, yeah. Only death is real! Fucking... Dickhead. <laughs>